We have heating, plumbing, air conditioning, ventilation. It's just, it's unbelievable. So I think this industry is on the rise and I hope that more people will join by going on service time because just like what they're trying to tell us every single time, go by the app, just do what the app is doing and you'll learn how to have a multi-million dollar business. You're listening to Toolbox for the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan, a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hello, contractors, and welcome to Toolbox for the Trades. My name is Jackie Abel, and today I am talking with Michael and David Katz, the co-owners of Trio Heating and Air in San Jose, California. Mike and David moved to the United States just seven years ago and started their service business in 2021, but they already have 50 employees. The two brothers joined me live at Pantheon to discuss the best practices that helped them grow so fast, how they manage their team, and why they plant a tree for every job they complete. I hope you enjoy their story as much as I did. Thank you. Michael and David Katz, you are the co-owners of Trio Heating and Air. Welcome to Toolbox for the Trades live at Pantheon. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. I would start off by saying big fans. So... Thank you for uh, making the time for us. You know, it's something that we listen to every day to commute from work after work. So it's really awesome to be here. That means so much to me. Really, I say this all the time. Doing a podcast is like shouting into the void and getting feedback like that always makes me so happy. So thank you for saying that. I have to let the listeners know that um, Mike tracked me down on my personal Instagram. So that is now a proven way to get on the show. <laughs> I may regret saying that later, but I admire your gumption and I want to encourage future guests to potentially have the same gumption. You guys have an incredible story, okay? And I apologize for reading. Normally I know this off book, but you guys moved to the US eight years ago with no HVAC experience. You did your first HVAC job in July of 2021. And as of today, as of this recording, Trio is at $10 million in revenue. Yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> well, I'll take the lead on this one. Honestly, I think, I think it's drive, a lot of drive. It's just coming from a place where, you know, the work ethic is just, it's just so hard. Like we're, we were used to working long hours, like 12, 14, 16 hour days. And one of the, just coming to the U.S. and seeing that everything you put in, like everything you're giving out, your actual potential, you're actually being rewarded for it. And I think this was like, you know, a spark at the beginning of the way and it just kept going. And I think we still have a lot of this drive in us. We feel like we're just starting out. Yeah, I mean, clearly you've only been in business for two years and you're at 10 million already. I can't wait to see where you guys are in another two years. And love that about your work ethic and being able to apply it here. So anything you want to add to what David just said? Yeah, I mean, I would say we've been getting really familiarized with the industry literally from service time. We basically signed up for service time. David was bugging me for years. You know, we have to go on this app. We have to go on this app. And I said, you know, let's just, just, just do it. And we went on this app and, you know, we came to the first Pantheon a year ago. And even in July 2021, we were still really blind to the industry. You know, we were working from the insulation background. So we were doing insulation sales and Installation still is kind of a niche service. It's an amazing service. We love it. We still do it. But it's more of a niche. It doesn't necessarily have the community 
the drive, the career, the growth. There's so much in HVAC. And, you know, we got into this industry and every single month, every single year, we're seeing more and more of how much this industry is just, I think, really on the rise in the last few years. And all that's been happening is amazing. And yeah, we looked at so many HVAC company owners, whether if it's local guys, like you mentioned, or people that are from here in, you know, Southern California. And we're seeing the growth that they're having and we're, we think we can do, you know, just as good or even better. So there was a lot of drive, you know, we have definitely a lot to prove, a lot of work ethic in us, you know, we're young, we're very hungry. So we wanted to get in and just break records, you know, do it, do it better than anyone. So it's exciting that after all these very long weeks, Saturdays and Sundays, and you know, all these 14 hour days that it looks like it's working. So that's great. I mean, it's such a big accomplishment. And you mentioned we went to Pantheon for the first time last year. Yeah. So what happened after you guys attended? Like, I mean, your mind's totally blocked. What was that like? I mean, so look at it this way. Everything that these guys are talking about, you know, a couple of these guys in the industry, Ishmael and all these, that they're saying about, they're giving you advices, right? On how you should run your business and numbers and all these things. We came to the first Pantheon, the entire business was running strictly on drive. And suddenly we're coming here, we're seeing all these different things like dispatch. What does that, what is dispatch? What does that mean? And then, oh, it's technician. Well, what's the difference between that to that? And when we came to Pantheon, what happened was, it started to form every single hour we were forming an idea in our mind. Okay, so the HVAC industry is supposed to have a service technician. He does the repairs. Then there's a sales guy. He does the sales. Then there's someone in the office picking up the call. They'll call the CSR. Oh, interesting. Okay, what is the CSR? I love that you had an HVAC business. You had service titan already. And then you come to the conference. And you're like, huh. Oh, that's what I do. <laughs> Good to know. So funny. Yeah, no, it was insane. It was just, it just. Everything started to form together. Also the pay plans, the structure, I think. So when we came into Pantheon, a lot of things got connected because, you know, I, I, I was introduced to the industry, but I was blind to it. You know, being in the installation industry, any installation company or I can vouch for this, you're being approached with HVAC very often, very, very often. And for some reason, you're blocking it out. You just don't, you're not interested in HVAC because installation is very simple straight to the point you make really good profit in it so basically no one is really you know pushing for the hvac industry but i wish they would because there is so much depth in it there's so much depth it's i don't think there's any other industry and i think that's what we're so passionate about it there's no other industry that combines three trades even five trades in one we have heating plumbing air conditioning ventilation it's just it's unbelievable so i think i think this industry is is on the rise and i hope that more people will join by going on service time because just like what they're trying to tell us every single time, go by the app, just do what the app is doing and you'll learn how to have a multi-million dollar business. And that's what we did. We just followed the app. Here's the procedure implemented. Good. That's it. I know. I mean, it's so true though. And I feel like some people get that resistance to it. They don't necessarily want to follow what the app is prescribing. And I get that. I'm a contrarian at heart, so I don't like to follow rules myself. But it's true, and I think that probably is why you guys were able to grow as quickly as you did and get this amount of revenue. So, you know, there's so much content here at Pantheon, right? I, I, your minds are blown. You're getting all these ideas. You're figuring out how the company you own works. Tell me how you simplified it. Like, how did you take all that you learned from Pantheon and how did you simplify it to make it work for you at Trio? I think that we have to always do a couple of things. Like, we have to listen to what's our biggest pain points. Like what are we dealing with throughout the day that's like really taking our time, that's, you know, 
we have to listen to our employees, what their pain points there is, things that we're doing and asking guys, what made your week difficult? What made your day difficult? I think it's just by focusing on those things because people are going to come here and try to grab as much information as they can and they're going to listen to a thousand different opinions and talk to many people. Um, but you really only need to take one, two ideas that are really just the next step things that you need to work on. And that alone is going to allow you to free up your time, free up your mind, help the people in your company grow. And you can start working on the next step. I all see, you know, people are trying to work on four, five, ten different things at once. And at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to accomplish that. And I mean, we one focus point at a time is, is, is really We are good. to blame for that, too. I can definitely say it's not as glamorous as it sounds, you know, because it sounds easy. You know, you, you see a guy on stage. And he's telling you an action to do. And, you know, this action could be very, it's a sensitive thing. You know, you have to take in what you're, what you're hearing, you know, analyze it a little bit, obviously, understand if it's, if it makes sense to what you're doing and how your business operates. And you have to be really fast implementer. And I think that this is one of the things that apparently, I mean, we're learning about it in the last, you know, few months where we get a lot of interest, you know, for people reaching out to us, trying to understand what we're doing, how we're doing it. And what they're always saying is, you, you guys are fast implementers. And it makes sense because if someone will come to me and say, you got to focus on your call center. I'll hear a video online. You know, your call center is the number one most important thing. Guess I'm doing call center. Jumping into the office, shutting everything down, putting everyone in a big room and just going into call center. And I will let any, and this is a, the risky part, right? I will let any other department or any other urgent matter burn, crash completely until I fix this call center because I know that's the only way to do it. So the lucky thing that I have is that I have him that can step in and take over the rest of the stuff. Delegate. Exactly. So once Ego jumps on one thing, I jump on another thing. And another big nugget is the team that you have. I think that it took us a long time to understand what does it mean to actually trust your team. You need to understand what is it in their life they want to accomplish, what do they want to do, what's going on in their personal life. And I think people get burned from it because they don't know how to do it as well. There's a method for it. You know, you need to study, you know, a couple of books, a couple of videos, a mentor perhaps. But once you understand how to combine that and they're really interested in being part of the journey and wanting to be in that business. And as long as you communicate openly to them, hey, here is what we're going to do, because our businesses, if you ever go to our shop, if you'll be there for a week or two weeks, it's a different shop every week. The processes are different. The procedures are different. We everything is just completely different and we're always getting everyone used to it guys something crazy is going to happen in the next few months it's for a good cause let's stick together let's help each other and we're prepping them for it so we're honest with them we're showing them everything we're showing them the numbers we're sharing everything with them and and once that you know a new big thing comes let's say installation department that was a big thing for us we doubled our install department in one month and that was a big stressful thing for us especially i'm the one that did the install department so for me it was very stressful but I had him to support me. I had the team to support me. So I let everything else crash. They were catching all the balls that were dropping. And yeah, and you made it. So I think you just touched upon something with delegation that is so important. I think on this podcast, we focus a lot on delegation for the sake of the owner, the person who runs the show to free up their mind. But it also goes into trusting your team and knowing that they'll be able to catch anything that falls so you can laser focus. So it's kind of a two-parter. Yes, you're freeing up time, but you're also able to really get nitty gritty into something and you're not worried about like, oh my gosh, is everything going okay with the CSRs, with the dispatchers, if I'm doing this installation thing. 
Let me summarize what I heard from you both. I'm a big fan of summarizing here at this podcast, especially for folks like me who think a mile a minute. I was like, wait, what did they say? So find your pain point, focus on one thing at a time, implement fast, delegate and trust your team. Yes, and at the same time, there has to be a lot to, so if there's two things that I will say to people, because this was one of the, managing was the biggest struggle for me. I can do a lot of different things. We were both amazing sales guys, broke company records in any company we ever worked on. I'm great with reviews. There's a lot of things that I'm really good at. Managing was my Achilles heel. That was literally the worst. And the two things that fix it is just one-on-ones and 100-day plans. Say that again? One-on-ones and 100-day plan to actually find the time to grab a manager from each department in a closed room. It doesn't matter where it is, in your office, in the warehouse. It doesn't matter. Sitting with them and going over five bullet points. And seeing week over week where they're at, are they still with you? Are they still in the same place? Not just hammering down on them when something bad happens, which all of us here in HVAC, you know, I, I would say it's unbelievable how hard everyone in heating and air conditioning works. Really hats down to everyone. I'm new to the industry, been only for two years. It's unbelievable the amount of hard work. So really kudos to them for what they're doing. And it's hard, but you still have to find the time to sit with them and see what's going on in their personal life and empower them in each and every one of these meetings. And what will happen is slowly you start to get, you know, connected with them and you're at the point where you can tell them, I trust you, do whatever you need to do because you're coming in the middle of their day. You're not there throughout the entire day. You don't know the conversation that just happened. They know a lot more than you. Empower them, groom them, build them to how you want your business to look like. It's gonna be better for them too. They're gonna learn a lot on the way and let them take the wheel and just run it and trust them. And when they go a little bit off, just be there to, to balance them back on. I want to make a point of this, you know, every time we hear an advice, it's really hard to understand. Okay, well, I understand. I need to do a one-on-one. How do I do it? Yeah, like, sure. you're sitting in this one-on-one and you're like, okay, what's now? I got <laughs> the structure for this thing. How you do I make into each other's eyes <laughs> yes, for 30 I, minutes lovingly. <laughs> and this is where things usually fall, right? You're trying to implement something. You're doing it once. You're doing it twice. You feel uncomfortable about this. You don't get the hang of it. Like, you just need to understand it's not just do it. You need to understand why you're doing this. Go into this, like... So the idea of the one-on-ones is really just to align their goals and their dreams with yeah. the companies. And as soon as you're able to do this, it's like, okay, what this person wants to accomplish? What is their dreams? Do they want to buy a house? Do they want to buy a car? Do they want to support better for their family? Do they need more time with their family? What is it that they need? And then just build a plan with them for one month, two months, three months. And then you're meeting with them on a weekly basis and see how, like, how are we making progress on the company's goals, on their goals? How does this align together? If you can both win together, you're going to have a winning team. And it's not just... It's also like we also understand how hard it is to delegate because you're looking at a task and like, oh my, this person, I've never done this before. And I know I can do it better because I've done this so many times before. Well, that's, that's the Achilles heel of the high performers, right? Same here where you're like, I know how to do this. I do this so well. If I just get out of the way, I'll do it myself because yeah. that's the way I want it done. And I, that's what I think you were getting at when you both yeah. said we had difficulty with managing. Is that right? Yeah. And so let them fail. I know it's hard. Everybody was listening. I know it's hard. We've been there. It was hard to delegate. It's still but, but you're doing this and then, yes, the person is going to get 70% of what you could have gotten. You could have done 100%. They got 70. But guess what? Next time, they're going to do 75%. Yeah. And the, the next time after this, they're going to do 80%. And they might never do it 100% the way you wanted it, but they can get to 90, 95%. 
And that's what you need to scale your business. That's when yeah. you need to grow. You need a full team of, you know, like just trust them, trust them to do it, trust them to grow, trust their abilities, empower them. You're going to see if it, the business is going to start to have a life of its own. Yeah, I have to be honest with you. Management for me too, I am the queen of, I need things a specific way. And if they're not a specific way, I get a little testy. I even did it today, to like today and yesterday in this conference. And I try to be really warm and empathetic and I try to be direct when I correct as well. But it's still a challenge for me because there's that little bit nugget of resentment that's like, why can't you read my mind and see exactly what I want right now? It's so tough. Yeah, it sounds like me pretty much every day. <laughs> yep. We're all just staring off into space thinking about the times where we've done exactly that. That's why the three of us get along so well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy you guys talked about that. I think what you just condensed about learning within management is so critical to scaling. And it's a lesson not many people learn this early on in their career. So I think it's wonderful that you're talking about it, that you're acknowledging that you're not perfect at it yet. And you've developed a system that seems to work. So I want to talk to you guys about a couple of things because you're moving so freaking fast. You just did a rebrand. You were originally Pacific Air. Now you're Trio Heating and Air. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I think, well, the company, I guess we can kind of backtrack and uh, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. But basically, Pacific Air became about in about five minutes. So basically, we were both sales guys. You know, we're still very young. I think 22, 23 you know, 23, something like that. Yeah. And we were working in the installation industry. We were doing really great, breaking records again, like I said. So we were making a lot of money for that age and that time, coming from a country where you work really hard, but everyone are working hard, everyone are hustlers. So it's kind of hard to find your pace and your spot. But we came in here, we're making really good money, you know, 20, 25, $35,000 as a 20 something year old. It's a lot of money. So we're living a really good life. And I remember it was one day where we were living in the same house in San Francisco. And I was just watching TV, you know, just going about my business. And David comes out of nowhere. What happens tomorrow if you break your leg? And I was like, you know, in the middle of show, like, what, what, what does this guy want from me right now? He's like, what are you going to do if you break your leg tomorrow? So what do you mean? He said, like, for work, for money. What, what are you going to do? I don't know. And he just left. So he left me with that. So he just came in, dropped the bomb on me. and Typical said, older brother uh, taunting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, something just, I just no reason. And he's always like that. It's always that push, you know, which is good. But, you know, what happened later is I went up, you know, I'm going into the bathroom and I'm like, this guy's right. I came out of the bathroom, you know, and I grabbed him in the kitchen. And I said, let's open a company. And it's like, all right, what are we going to do? Vent cleaning. All right, simple enough. What are you going to call it? Pacific Air. Sure, let's do it. And we went so in. There was maybe about five seconds, like total. Literally. And thoughts into this. And the website was on that night. The website was on with the design and everything. It was horrible. It's still horrible. Please don't go on that website ever, Pacific Air USA. The new website is coming up two weeks. Yeah, but this it will was... be out by then, so don't worry about it. Trio Heating and Air. TrioHeatingAndAir.com. Focus only on that. Don't look at the other one. But basically, we opened the business, and this was in our time when we were kind of, we got really efficient at our work. So we went down to like three, four hour work days, and we're still making the same amount of money. So we had a lot of free time. So we were going into you know, different business ventures, whether if it's real estate or other things, and nothing really had the action that, that, you know, the industry, for example, has or installation, you know, sales and all that. And we didn't know at the time, but the companies we were working for, we helped grow them. It's just dropping on us in the last year. We helped grow these companies reputation-wise, sales-wise, procedures-wise. We just didn't, we weren't aware of it. 
And, you know, when we got into the industry slowly, you know, we opened up into heating and air conditioning and the massive growth came in. You know, we went from one vehicle to 30, 35 vehicles and from, you know, I don't know how many employees to 44 some employees right now. And basically where, where I was getting at is over time, we kind of figured, you know, this is not what it started with. This is a little bit different. And we sat down and we basically said, okay, let's do a survey to try to figure out what are we about? Because obviously I can talk as much as I want, but I would rather hear it from the people in-house. So we did a survey, you know, anonymous. We basically put a box in the office or a bin and everyone can just toss a piece of paper. They answer in a couple of questions. What do we stand for? What do we believe in? All these different things. And basically there were three things that were standing out. And that's where the trio, the, the, the name became about. So first of all, customers, you know, Customers always, you know, without them, it's we're just not going to be here. So customers is the number one thing, I think, reputation-wise. And we've actually checked it. Out of all the heating and air conditioning companies in the industry, I would say, at least in our area, we have the lowest amount of negative reviews. And I mean that because one of my big things that I believe in is, and I think I mentioned it in the past couple of times, I don't like when customers feel like the little guy. It's something that's very, I, I just don't like that feeling when I'm on a phone call and I'm trying to, speak to maybe a big corporate and, you know, I'm not getting the service I want and I'm one click away from them just hanging up on me and then I'm doomed. Like I have to go back, spend another couple hours. So I never wanted our customers to have any experience like that. So as soon as we feel, just feel like a customer is a little bit unhappy, someone's going to jump on the phone call. And most of the times it's the technicians, project managers, or myself and David or the managers, because everyone understand that customers can never be compromised. That's number one thing. So going far for them, making sure that we give them refunds. We don't negotiate with them. We don't fight with them. We don't leave a bad taste because at the end of the day, trust me, if you'll do it, just like it worked for Amazon and a lot of other companies, it'll 10x itself. You're going to get more work. It does, it's not going to seem like that in the beginning. It's going to seem crazy. Give them the refund, make them happy, give them the free service, send cookies over to their house, do whatever you need to do to put a smile on their face. And eventually it's going to bring it back. Yep. So that's one of the things that we stand for and we preach it to all of our guys. I think the second thing out of the, you know, the trio is basically the employees. So we actually spend a lot of time in the one-on-ones. It's not just something that I'm throwing up there that I'm doing once a month. We're sitting with each employee and not us with each employee in the company, us with the management team and the management with each employee. And they have 100-day plans on the walls. So the 100-day plan is going to be there and it's going to say exactly where we're at. How are we helping them? How are they progressing? Are they making enough hours? Are they... All of that. We want to make sure that they're 100%. So a lot of investment in them. And the third thing is actually something that we started a long time ago when Pacific Air just became about. California fires, you know, it's a big, big issue in the last few years. And I remember in the insulation industry as well, the Napa fires that we've had actually, unfortunately, brought a lot of business. There was a lot yeah. to do in heating and air conditioning and insulation. And we wanted to do something to kind of give back. And we came up with the idea for planting one tree for every job that we do. And that idea was with us from the beginning, but the problem is Pacific Air didn't, as much as it had the leaves on the logo and we tried to, you know, push it as much as we can, but we didn't really have the time. So TRIO basically stands for making sure that our customers are always good, giving them the best customer experience they ever had, taking care of our employees, empowering them, educating them, making them small business owners within the business, you know, entrepreneurs, if you will and planting one, one tree for every job that we complete on the behalf of our customers. So it's customer focused, employee focused, and environment focused. Yeah. Or community focused even, I'm thinking yeah. about California. I love that you guys do that. It's so important and I really can't. How many trees have you planted this far? so far? Last year was 
4,000 and some, I don't remember exactly, we haven't been down. This year, close on eight, 9,000, hopefully. Okay. Of the year. Well, just so you know, when you keep hitting these milestones, you keep coming back on Football Up to the Trees, I'm going to ask for the tree numbers in addition to the revenue numbers. It's actually going to be on the website counting every single time a tree There's going to be a live count of every tree planted anywhere I, in California. That's for every job, more than $1. It's accounted for. I love that. Okay, gentlemen, I have a few more questions for you. You've been so generous with your time. We're at Pantheon. You were literally choosing to miss a session to talk with me, and that means so much to me. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else that you want to share to the audience? Your listeners of the show, you've been on the Service Titan, you've been in Pantheon twice, but you're still new to the industry. What would you like to say to the rest of the industry? I mean, I think more than anything, they really have to use this momentum that's been happening in the last couple of years, which is shop tours. I would say this is probably the biggest thing that I would say to anyone. You need to get up off your comfortable office chair. Let's the couple of things that are burning burn. Most likely once you leave your office, everything is going to be quiet anyways. You're the ones that's making the fuss usually. Most of the time, the business owners, you're, you're micromanaging. You need to get up, go to a shop somewhere near you. A lot of company owners nowadays are more open to it. We're witnesses to it. We, did, we only did, you know, granted a couple of shop tours. We didn't too much, but we were very specific about the shop. So we wanted to meet. And we made sure to go there. And what you do is you basically go there, focus on one department, sit down with the head of that department, ask them any question that you have. You can record it. You can take a picture if you want. I mean, I know we're not 100 million yet. So in the next few years, we're going to be there. But come to our shop, you know, just like I found you on Instagram. Go on Instagram, go on LinkedIn, send us a message. We'll make the time. There's never time. We'll make the time. That trip that costs you $500, $1,000 is going to bring itself back 100 times more. You're going to a hundred times more. So it's worth it. You need to go and do these shop tours. That's for me, one of the biggest thing I would say. I think in general, like people just, they can't see the ROI of the things that they're doing. Like the ROI of coming to this event right now, you're going to come back. Like sometimes people can feel like, okay, it's going to be two to three days. I'm away from my business. You're going to come up with one idea. The one thing that you're going to implement that is going to make you another hundred K another 200 K. The ROI is just incredible of investing, you know, Investing in your people, investing in the right software, investing in, 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 you know, newer trucks, investing in your website, investing in your online presence, investing in going to those shop tours. Every single thing of the, like every single thing that you, if you focus on those things, the ROI is just incredible. You can't, it can't get any better than that. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest turning points that we had was in Pantheon last year. We came back to the shop, we raised our prices, we started paying our employees better, we started, you know, putting KPIs in place. And it was... That's exactly what I was going to say. I think if there's something to understand, and it's a simple concept, so hopefully anyone is going to understand this and really even write it down. It's if you're able to charge more, you're able to provide a better service, you're able to attract better talent because you're paying them more. So incentivize your employees really well, which will allow you to raise your prices. And I'm not saying just raise your prices to whatever. Raise your prices to a certain quality of work. Stand behind that quality of work. Charge another $500 for any random job or any, any service you want to grab and be able to bring in a manager that's going to help his team and bring more time to them and more attention to them. And when you work on this cycle of basically providing more quality service, charging better, paying your employees better, and performance pay, everything has to be performance pay. You can't just pay someone a really high price or pay them a really low price and push them and try to find the middle. It's not a negotiation. Give them a certain price point, make sure the performance being there and hold them accountable to it. And the way you hold them accountable is in the one-on-ones. Yep. So it just connects. So it's, I think that's probably the biggest thing. And keep asking for help. Keep reaching out to yes. people. Keep asking for help. Like 
the amount of creativity that you need to add in the business, yes, I mean, it's always going to be there, but you're not going to reinvent the wheel. There are so many companies, even here today, read books, reach out, ask questions. You'll be surprised by the amount of help that you're going to get. People love helping people that have already done this and, you know, understand the struggle and the anxiety and the stress and the health issues and the impact that it has on, you know, the sacrifice that you make. Relationship, there is so much to it. Like those people understand it. Yeah. They've been there. They've done this. They have the solution. They have the answer. Just go and reach out, get the answer, ask the right questions, come back, implement and repeat and put your flavor in it. Even if you're a $25 million company, $50 million company, like I know once we get to even a $100 million company, there are still going to be people with the answers to our questions. Yeah. So reach out. I was still, I was at a shop just a few months ago and back in May and I was surprised, but basically I gave them an idea that change something really big in there and i saw how fast they implement so a hundred million dollar operation yeah he walks in gives them an idea i mean and i felt good because i I got so many ideas from them and it it was good but you know if there's anything there's there's books even out there home service millionaire by tommy mello oh yeah an amazing book you know it was very hard for me to read it at first i got it before i got into the industry a friend just gifted to me he said this guy's amazing you should listen to him so i was listening to the podcast Back at the time, it didn't really make sense to me because it's hard to grasp. But if you just focus on one chapter, on one little thing, you're going to be able to understand it. And over time, everything is just going to unfold. So shout out to Tommy Mello. You know, he's posting a lot of videos and everything online. Take one of these videos. That video is worth $2 million more every single year. One video is worth $2 million more. You just have to know how to implement, get the concept, put your flavor in it, and run it very, very fast. Don't wait. Don't think too much. So... Guys, I, I always say a mark of a great interview is when I don't do a lot of talking and you and that, that was this interview. So thank you so much for dropping by and sharing some insight. I have a final question for you. What would you say to someone if he was considering a career in the trades? Wow. Number one thing we've all seen this in the last two to three years. Stability was every other market just took a hit. Well, you know, we just realized how essential we are. I mean... The service industry, whether if you're an electrician, plumber, you know, HVAC, service technician, I mean, we were thriving. That's when people realized, you know, how much they need us. And we were there for them. With everything that's happening right now with technology and AI, it's taken a lot of jobs away from people. We're seeing this. I mean, you're self-checking out at, you know, at the grocery store and it's writing code for people now. And everyone's time was, you know, anything that used to take you five hours to do is now taking you 10, 15 minutes. Just... Let AI write your handbook for your employees. I mean, Someone just gave that tip like two, two interviews ago. Oh like, why am I writing policies when I can just ask chat GPT for a policy? I just wrote three easier. SOPs yesterday with chat GPT. <laughs> it's a lot easier to read and fine tune it than try to come up with this and be creative. And so one thing that I don't, I don't see it changing is I don't see AI going to someone's house and fixing their air conditioning. I don't yeah. see it. Yeah, like everything labor, everything service related. I mean, guys, this is here to stay. And one thing that a lot of people don't understand, a lot of people, like even in our company, are making way more than many lawyers that I know, uh, more than salaries. doctors, more than yeah. software Especially engineers. when you put in the debt, when you factor in the student debt. Yeah. And guys, you don't understand the pay. Let me, the pay let, me, of, let me say something to what you just mentioned right now. HVAC, going into HVAC school is the only debt that you'll pay very, very fast. The fastest. And that's the fact that you actually go online and check. It's something that, that you're not going to carry for years ahead. I think that 
it's something that you need to understand. In the heating and air conditioning industry, there's $18 an hour all the way up to 500000 a year. There's really a big range. You can find yourself in any position and everything. You can learn accounting. You can learn software. You can learn dispatch. You can learn skill. You can learn management. You can learn warehouse. You can learn inventory. There's really so much into it. So I would say to anyone, if I would put myself back eight years ago when I just got into the U.S., I wish someone will drop me in an HVAC shop and say, don't move, just stay in here. Because you're going to find your career. You're going to find friends. You're going to find industry leaders. You're going to find a community. You're going to find something that I promise you're not going to find anywhere else. You're not going to find it in retail. You're not going to find it in restaurants. I urge a lot of the younger kids nowadays to go into the industry. If you're not like me, you don't like, you know lawyer or doctor you know i never seen myself doing any one of these things Same. going to the industry you'll find something yeah maybe you'll do a podcast with jackie you know, in a couple of years so yeah i 100 percent agree thank you guys so much for joining me for until Buffer the trades live here at pantheon guys this was a phenomenal interview i cannot wait to see where true heating air is a year two years five years from now you gotta come back i can tell you <laughs> 25 million next year and the following year 50 and the year after, this is one, 100 million. We're going for the record, and I know we're going to get there with the right team. I mean, our management team, our employees, yeah. just the most incredible team. We're so lucky to work with them. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the struggle right now. I love it. Well, remember me when you guys become very wealthy. I'd love to go to your island sometime, <laughs> you know? Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Zeke. Thank you. Are you a power user of Service Titan? Join the Torch Network, our exclusive community of top users. Network with peers, influence our software's direction, and participate in reference opportunities with prospects. Enjoy exclusive benefits, such as special content and events, discounted Service Titan event tickets, and brand exposure. Click the link in our show notes to join the Torch Network today and take your Service Titan experience to the next level.